Is it true that most people get attacked by sharks in only three feet of water, about ten feet from the beach? Yeah. And that, and that before people started to swim for recreation, I mean before sharks knew what they were missing, that a lot of these attacks weren't reported? That's right. Now this shark, the, the one that swims alone. Rogue. What's it called? Rogue. Rogue, yeah. Now this guy, he, he keeps swimming around in one place where the feeding's good until the food supply is gone, right? It's called territoriality. It's just a theory that I happen to agree with. Then why don't we have one more drink and go down and cut that shark open? Can you do that? I can do anything. I'm the chief police. Hello and welcome. I'm Douglas Bowles. And I'm Willie Morgan, and this is 42 Minutes, a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day. A production of SyncBook Radio and distributed by TheSyncBook.com. You can find our archives at 42minutes.com, and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. You can also follow our tweets at Sync42 and at SyncBook. It's Monday, August 28th, 2016, and tonight we are recapping 2016 Oli Sync Summit. But first, we need to get very serious and talk about a recent passing at the sinkhole. And with this, I'm talking about Jerry Rosenberger, Jr., 32, of Hebron, Maryland. Um, so as, as our listeners know, you know, we usually take the month of August off, which is what we did. And then Will and I met each other for the first time in Olympia. True story. Sync Summit. But when we were there, we were greeted with the news of a passing of a member of the sinkhole. And the interesting thing about the sinkhole is that, not the sinkhole, excuse me, the kitchen sink, um, is that it's it's really grown. There's, I think, how many A members? lot of members. There are a lot of members. And so as far as that community's grown, I know that I, I wasn't in touch with a lot of them, but this is really interesting to see, uh, you know, that reality can touch us anywhere did you have any connection with jerry there are 664 members um i knew who jerry was i think that uh that's about all i can tell you um i'm curious it sounds like we found out by noah who i know well and he had tagged hannah who was in our group and I handed the phone to Hannah, but I did not realize it was Jerry. So I can tell you, and that's Hannah Craven, I can tell you that I knew of Jerry because of Hannah. And um, I think that was the most impactful event of the Sync Summit because it really, truly affected Hannah. Uh, that was one of the people that she was closest to. Like, I had just seen that somebody had tagged Hannah, so I gave her the phone. Um, but I think that I would have done that differently had I known who they were talking about when they said a friend of hers had died. Um, I mean, did you even have any connection to Jerry at all, Douglas? I... When no, I've been not super active in the in the kitchen sink lately. But I knew his icon, and so, and the interesting thing is that when you go to his page, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a community around him that liked his stuff, and that you know, like somebody said, he was active not quite regularly in the kitchen sink. I think, like I said, that he had been introduced through Hannah. 
but I was in a couple of other groups that he was a part of. And so, uh, for instance, I think uh, Algorithm Intelligence Mixer, which I was introduced to through um, by Hannah. I think that there's quite a few individuals who were uh, very close to him. It's, 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 I don't know if he would classify technically. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't like he was a huge member of our group. What it was that was so um, devastating is that he was really close to a main member of our group, someone that was very close to us. Does that make sense? So although my heart goes out to Jerry and his loved ones and to all of those who were friends to him, I can't really claim to be his friend. And I think that that needs to be clarified. Um, well, but as that, far as the interesting is thing, as I was explaining this to my wife, is that the kitchen sink has grown. I mean, it started out kind of. We're talking uh, about 600 people. Like, yeah, it's, I, it's m- not everybody in there is active either. Sure, but it's it's definitely become its own thing. It has a life of its own. It's, it's been kind of emancipated from the sync book however there are sync book stuff involved in it well i think like, normally it's still moderated by the sync book but really just not yeah. really i mean it has been in the past i think but it's nobody wants it to be uh nobody wants to be nobody wants a moderator no so there isn't one there's and just it, everybody I feel with their own shit. Yeah, and I, I, it, I mean, at times it seems like it tries to go off the rails, but it seems like I, per, I personally think that it's gone r- off the rails many times, and <laughs> I know that I have taken it off the rails before, <laughs> have been responsible for it going off the rails. Just, I mean, I don't know. I mean. It's just real. Some pe- there's sometimes people talk shit about the kitchen sink. I don't want to advertise the kitchen sink because the kitchen sink in a lot of ways is ugly. I mean, that's, it's called the kitchen sink for a reason. And it's not attractive all the time. It's definitely not. Would you agree? You don't spend much time there. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know. I can. I think I've had this conversation at member hangouts where it seems like sync blogging mood to Facebook. Instead of people doing posts, it's easier to just do track sync in real time on Facebook collaboratively. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's... It's just the new... the new. It's like sync 2.0 it's or whatever. It's easier, man. It's, it I don't know if it's, it's like 2.0 it's more or... Immediate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it took a lot of work to put a blog post together, and this is what I was always saying. It's like... Because... To convey something that means something to other people, you can't you can't share everything. You really have to narrow it down to like just the main really salient connections because otherwise it's like if you share everything, mm. you just seem I crazy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, let's talk about the Sync Summit for a second because okay. things change when you're in person. I think what you're talking about now, I do agree with you. But it's it's the difficulty of communication and time that's allowed. Like there's almost like a fleeting feel to sync. Do you understand what I'm saying? So things things arise in the 
the consciousness, the collective consciousness, and then they like go away really quickly. And so the things that you might think or you, something you need to get out big time, like it goes away so quickly. Like some people don't understand like what Lauren Coleman does with, you know, tracking shootings and stuff like that. Because these things arise in the consciousness and then they're gone. Certain ones stick around, sure, but a lot of the things that, you know, uh, Coleman tracks are, are gone before you know it. Um, Jake Kotz's work is a lot like that too, kind of. Like I remember he did that video uh, when uh, the Battle for L.A. came out, and that was the same day as the earthquake. I mean, that's a temporal thing. The, the connection that that movie came out on that day will not be really connected and is really not really relevant past that time period. Like Joe's video. Joe's video about Back to the Future is not really that important past Back to the Future Day. And sinks a lot like that. So to do a blog post, it would take you a while. And there would be some kind of stubble step of where you're not really sure it was relevant anymore by the time. The, that, that happens with videos. That happens with all kinds of stuff. Like when you're doing a long-term sync project, it takes a while. And that's why I'm bringing this to the sync summit because the sync summit's in real time. But it's funny because if you are in tune with your flow and the universe – when you have it done is usually exactly the right time. Mm. It is. I mean, I've had a uh, post. I remember working on, I think it was, I think it was two years and I didn't finish my, I'm still not done with my post on flight 23. Um, those are the last couple of posts that I've done is flight 23, part one, flight 23, part two, flight 23, part three. And between one of those, but I can't remember if it's post one and post three or post one and post two, there's like two years difference, but they were published on the same day, August 8th. Hmm. Um, and I've seen, I mean, I've, I, I think that happens a lot with people's stuff. I think that, do you get what I mean? Like the things, we, 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 cut, we get down on ourselves for not handling certain projects or not doing something. But when it's all said and done, everything makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, sometimes you're not ready to read the book yet, even though you want to. Right. You know? It sounds like you've turned into a fatalist, Doug. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Because you still need someone to turn on the yoga studio lights. Someone's got to pay the bills. <laughs> Let's talk about paying the bills. Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So only, I only get analogies like such from you. <laughs> I think that came out of uh, Mitch Horowitz or G mm. Bieber Gal. I don't remember which show, but it it was really, you know, so it was that balance between that mystical lifestyle of being in the moment and then also, you know, connected to reality, knowing. So it's like one foot in each world, knowing that, all right, I have, I, I explained this to someone at the sink summit. It's like, I have too many kids. I can't, I can't do the kitchen sink anymore. I've got too much, too many responsibilities to get carried away for too long, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But that said, it's no, sure... but that's it. I mean, it's just, it's total flow. I mean, there's different there's there's different evolutions of how we presented our ideas in sync with the blogs and then it was like uh, Twitter and Instagram and uh, the Facebook all of these things have kind of like risen and fallen do you know what I mean um, well, and 42 even podcasts minutes. yeah 
Well, Big, even podcasts. So I mean, we're exploring our How themes. many podcasts do you listen to anymore? Podcasts of kind of like, I'm not necessarily like I'll never listen to it. They're not as they're not as important to me as they used to be. Yeah. And I think that that's the way everything goes. Yeah, it's funny because I do. I go in phases in all in all my appetites, but definitely I'm mm-hmm. not listening to tons of podcasts anymore. Mm-mm. You know, I go through periods now where I'll catch up. I'll listen to like four always records in a row or some shit like that. Or like go back and catch up and I realize, you know, there's not as many as I missed as I thought. But, you know, I wish I wish I had time to go back and listen to always records anymore because I got I've gotten so much out of them. But to go back, like to double back and pick out pearls and shit that takes work. All of these things take work. Podcasts take work. But hanging out around a table with a bunch of like-minded dudes is... That wasn't much work. No. <laughs> it was it a little bit... bit of work. Okay, so let's just say trying to get to the actual sync summit was a work, little bit work, of work. Work, work, work. <laughs> Yeah, what do you make out of that? What do you make? Because we were talking about that in our car. There was two cars that were heading to the sync summit. Our plans got changed because there was a major accident on uh, one of the highways to... Olympia from Seattle to Olympia, okay, which you yeah, have to go so, through Tacoma. You have to go through Tacoma, and it's about an hour long trip. And it's, it's a little longer, I think. But no, because you know what, uh, Andros Jones did it in an hour. He did it almost exactly an hour, uh, a little bit less actually. But I think he knew what he was doing. Now here's the trick. Here's the ball buster. There. When there was an accident, it blocked up everything. So if you looked on your cell phone at the traffic, it was just nothing but red. So some of the people who were coming from Olympia to pick up others weren't able to make it there. Certain individuals who had flown in were there all day. We all met at the airport. We all right. like. So David and Hannah times. were at the airport. You flew Hannah in. Hannah was not. Hannah she wasn't? Was Hannah was picked up by Alan and Misty. Alan flew into Vancouver and drove down with Misty Greer. On Thursdays when they were driving down? Yes, and they picked up Hannah and got to the airport with everybody. Then you showed up. So David was at the airport all day waiting. Since 9. 9 a.m. Okay. Incredible. And then you've got in at... I got in at 3, I think, a little bit before. And Ben got in, Ben Goray. Maybe Ben got in at 3. I got in at 1. Ben got in at 3. Yes, and then, and then I was in on a family vacation, and then drove down to Seattle and picked up, because there was more people than Misty had room in her car for. Right, right. You picked up Hannah and David, if I remember correctly, yep, and then Ben Goray, um, Alan, Misty, and I drove down. And for um, whatever reason, we were stopping at Denny's. That was like the vortexal thing where. Is that what screwed you up? If well, that's what screwed you up, that was my fault. The whole Denny's thing was me. Well, but I didn't know we need we to. We, it, like I didn't stop. Alan's like, get out of the car. And it's like there's, you know, I'm not gonna mess around with airport security. Come on, Doug, right. get out of your car. It's like, no, no way. Well, I was. My original intention was to go to like the nearest exit, just away from the airport. Like get out of right. the airport. And then we could zone. all hang out and. Well, we could all just like gather our nuts for a second because when you drove up to the airport, it was like a mad rush. You get in this car, then we had to go back to our car, and it was just. Just chaos, right? And so we so, pulled off at the first Denny's, but your your exit was actually after that. And so you're like, we're just we're just going. And so yeah, you, we just went. 
You guys what had happened a- though was there was a reroute. We went like we went into this crazy place. That's why I can't believe we beat you guys. But you guys must have been just gridlocked. I think we did. Did you say that you got off at like exit one forty two? No, look, man, I don't even know because that was a really confusing period of my life, <laughs> and so <laughs> well, we I don't we know. were like, so basically there was so much going on because like. I don't know. This 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 leads into something that I'm going to have difficulty explaining, but I want to get across because to me it was like the moment where I knew like it didn't matter if we were stuck in a traffic jam, something else was going on here. Um because I was dealing with some shit. Like everything just like kicked up a notch. I don't know. I think that talking to other sync heads, people recognize this and listening to other sync heads, I've heard people talk like this, but there's like waves where you see a whole bunch of shit and then it's like, okay, it's not so crazy now. And I think that that's a little bit of confusing to people like on what exactly we're talking about or like what I did a lot of like profiling while I was there. I don't know if it was a good idea or not. I just couldn't help myself because it was like, this is a lot of sync heads in a room together like for a prolonged amount of time, you can really say, hey, I recognize that behavior in that other person as something I experienced too. And then you go over there and talk to them about it if you chose. And so like the, the, the way that we would all talk to each other and say these weird, crazy ideas and not have to be nervous about it, not to say that we weren't sometimes, but we had no reason to be because people would immediately reflect back at us like they would understand and like build off of the ideas we were presenting that's rare for me i don't get that opportunity to like blurt out hey do you see that there's like three license plates around us that all have two three seven like if i'm stuck in in my in a car with my family and something like that happens where it's like i'll pass five cars in a row and they all start with like different variations of one two four shit like that has happened to me before like i'm driving down the road and every billboard seems to be like loaded like talking about something that i'm thinking about um and it goes in like waves and i i you know i can't really pinpoint if it was like certain state of mind or consciousness that I am in or whatever. Do I have to be really drunk to experience this? Do I have to be really stoned? Do I have to trip? And then for the next week it will happen. Um, And I seem to like during that car ride realize it was like an amplification because of all of these weird people that were around me. Does that make sense? Yeah. But you, you guys were doing it because to me it was like overload. Like I did, I almost wanted to have horse blinders on because everywhere I look, my brain was like fucking going quick. I was like, I'm tripping out. I just need to stop. And then like you would call us and you'd be like, we're at exit 241. We have 142 miles left to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody was talking the same way. There was like, even though you guys were stuck and in traffic and stuff, it was like every time you called, you were tripping out in the same way that I was tripping out. And so it was like this peak that we we got to <laughs> Olympia Pinks. It's we call it a summit. Yes. And so what it's funny because oftentimes you have like the labor pains of I don't I mean I'm going into that metaphor because this hour drive that should have taken us an hour to go from it was laborious. It was definitely I think like it a- was five hours of 
bumper to bumper start stop traffic i'm driving a, a standard and so like i got out of the car <laughs> and i felt worked it's just constant you know so you had to work for it work 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 oh, work work yeah where there was some work involved i mean we did a lot of walking on that trip too that well we knew you you guys had got google routed you off onto a side highway to try and... But you don't understand. That was work, too, because we went through, like, this suburban area where we had no idea where we were. And we had no... Because it was bumper-to-bumper bumper also. Right. And it was like, and we were going through, and we had to, like, be aggressive. Like, Misty was freaking out because we weren't following directions correctly, so she would have to go through, like, four lanes of traffic. And we were thinking we were behind you guys. And so it was, don't get me wrong, I understand that you did a lot of work, but like that's not the takeoff, like Misty getting scot-free. She was the driver anyway. <laughs> well, so we did the same thing, though, because, when so we're in the bumper-to-bumper, -bumper and it's like, it's time to just bear down. You know, I can see this other route, but I just think we'll just we'll need to stick it out. And then Hannah had to take a leak, and so we, <laughs> <laughs> we pulled off, I think the town... It it was the closest thing to hell that we could get, but I think it was <laughs> it's federal way maybe. Um, Are you used to that culture? Because I saw, I was kind of in a culture shock in Olympia. Do you agree with that? In Olympia, Olympia reminded me. I, it, I kept saying it's it's grittier than I would have thought, and people were saying, yeah. "What do you mean gritty?" And I'm like, "Well, it, it was it's like a perpetual Pearl Jam video, dude. It's like." <laughs> intentionally gritty like people really wear cut off jeans and combat boots and not dark markings like if there was like a like it's like they're, they're not shopping at hop topic for sure no. this is the real the real deal right this is this is where the hot topic style comes from but the yeah. hot topic style is like a ripoff from what these people are really living that's how i would term it off so that's that's how it's that's how it is in my head. Like it's not it's grunge, but it's almost a showy grunge. It's like I'm not gonna go fucking buy the goddamn Doc Martens. I'm I'm wearing actual actual combat boots, bitch. Like Yes. So know. it was it was fun. I've never spent any time in Olympia. So mm. we I don't I don't even know what time we got in, but it was Latish, and so it, on my end, um, it was just a lot of fun to be in a car with David Plate for five hours. <laughs> he's, got, your, he's got he's got such I hear a great what your opinion of sense. David of, is. his his sense of humor is incredible, and so he just you know he just likes to spin off, and he tells me his stories. Uh, you know his practice. I think we've all to come to agree is that you know he likes to sync movies with music and that's what he does to you know just experience the universe i guess stay stay in what balance what does that do for you you missed his showing didn't you i did so so quick thumbnail sketch for everyone have you ever watched any of his videos yeah for... yeah uh, okay did you watch the jaws one which a portion of which it. is which is not the one he shot. I know you can tell us about the big reversal. Um, the switcheroo. This big switcheroo. So for, as a thumbnail sketch, Thursday was the tree walk. Thursday night, and so we were trying to get there in time to have the tree walk at eight o'clock. But then once once it was dusk, the cops kicked all the all the bums out of 
Andras's tree <laughs> park. We and were I, part of the bums, as far as I could tell, dude. As far as I could tell, we were bums too. We were the ones that the cop had to work with getting out of the actual <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad that there wasn't any altercations and no one went to jail to sink summit. <laughs> oh, the weird thing for me is that the whole weekend I kept bumping into people that I knew from Boise. Like they would. Dude, that was weird because I noticed that happened a couple of times, and I was wondering because you have a connection to Olympia. No, not at all. That was just coincidental. Totally coincidental. This one guy rides up. He's a artist from Boise who moved to Olympia a year ago, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing in my park, man?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, you know, this is what I do." go to different towns and hang out with a bunch of weirdos right yeah i was about to say dude you 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 bumped into a whole bunch of people you knew in olympia douglas it was <laughs> intentionally that's right that was intentional <laughs> but the idea of you know just randomly bumping into people that you know in a different context is strange but that's what was sinky it's sinky but olympia is a node and so it's not it, it's not mind-blowing I think that you're fucking doing it a disservice there, homie. It's not what? like everybody else was bumping. I mean, Patrick Savek lives in Portland. I don't think that he ran into one person he knew. And that, and, and you're going to tell me that Patrick Savek like, knows less people than you? Well, so then something? I'm wondering if it wasn't part of my trip, my ritual. Like, Actually, I think that that's exactly what it was. Right. Now, here's the thing that I was talking about earlier. Like, like... It doesn't it doesn't all mean that we were like linked up in the same trip. We could just understand because we've all had similar trips. Right. We can yeah, exactly. And we're I'm on just different saying, we're it's on not different a paths. Thing. Yeah. Like this, but, that's what the Sync Summit taught me is this is not a mental thing. Like you you're sitting there like downplaying it, saying like I thought it was weird that, you know, I bumped into all of these people that I knew. But that's the sync. You know what I'm saying? It's like you don't have to say that I mean, it obviously means something if you're saying it out loud anyway. Yeah, but you I really said didn't that have to, to go Alan. hunting. You like, weren't hunting around for people that you knew. I, even though I was in Andras's tree, it's still my tree. Right. So if That's I'm, you know, so the, my, I bring my tree with me wherever I go. It's, it's Good point. Because this is an, inter, an interior journey, right? We're all are on our own little... On our own trip, even though we're ta- we're taking it together, and the the thing about a sync summit is that we're speaking the same language, and so we can help mm. e- help each other understand. But so, I mean, w- we shared a trip, didn't you? Share a little bit of a trip, even if the trip was just you and I walking to the the capital together. That was a, that was a lovely outing. You, me, and Ben. That was a trip. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was Saturday morning. So. Thursday night, or excuse me, Friday morning. Thursday night was the the tree walk. The cops kicked us out of the park, and then we moved on to the the supernals, is what they're called, the upper half of the tree. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. But this was late because, like you said, we got there late, so we actually started later than we should have. We should have been able to get to the lower part of the tree, and have we had we gotten there any later, we wouldn't have been kicked out. I mean, if we had gotten there any later, we would, probably wouldn't even been able to do it. But we got there right when they were closing the park down. So Andros, instead of going through the tree, he told us all to separate into whatever Sephiroth we, like, resonate with. And so each people went to, like, different different spheres. And then the police went one by one and swept everybody out. And it was weird because he went directly for the gazebo. And the gazebo is in the middle. It's the heart. 
And that was like the first place he went to pull them out of the, which is locked, if I remember correctly. And then he went around the park until he wound up at Mercy, which is the end of the tree anyways. And then we went across. There was some really symbolic. It was very symbolic. I can't, I'm not versed in that language, but Patrick Svek did a really nice job of, and I think David too, of explaining how shocking and mind-blowing it was that symbolically what everything represented as we're moving through that symbolic space. Yeah, there was events happening and, and like... With the cops, like they were part of the ritual. Right. Completely part of the ritual. Right. It made sense in, in this weird way. But it also hustled our shit up because otherwise we would have probably been in the park for a lot longer had we not been rushed on, if yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean, that made our journey stop earlier because that was actually along uh, the supernals, what you call the top part of the tree, um, is a longer walk than the bottom part. And symbolically, that all makes sense too because you can't do the path correctly without going through the lake. So you have to do it kind of in reverse. And then that's the trick because that's like that was at least a mile journey around that thing, don't you think? Or am I off base on saying how long that walk is? No, it it's not it was it was a longish walk. Longish. That's true. So now seeing it, because you've read the book and everything, what do you think of the tree now? I have my own opinion. I've already talked about this to Length, so I don't give a shit what I think. I want to know what you think. It's it's interesting. It the thing I was telling someone how I think it was Boji. Um, um, do you guys know about Guillaume's sync machine at thesyncbook.com? You could if if we say a name and you're like, who is this? They're talking about. You type in the name and it'll pull up every show that they've been on. I'm going to link to that in the show notes for today. Anyway, I think it's important yeah. because there's a lot of these individuals who we've talked to. Um, actually, there's a, there's a, there's at least one of them that we probably should talk to, but we'll get back to that. Anyways, uh, a lot of the individuals we 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 name drop have actually been involved, and you can go find their work on SyncBook. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yep. So Ben is there, Boji is there, all their awesome work is there, and you can you can see everything that they've. They do their own. Those two are stars. I was very, I was very impressed and pleased to, to hang out with those guys for as long as we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the there's something too open about the, the symbol of the tree. Like I think this is why I gravitate towards the labyrinth, where they're both doing the exact same thing, their, their meditations. It's just that within the labyrinth. You just there's one path, and so mm. it's not so open ended. Whereas with the tree, really what you're doing indicates where you're at, and so I guess that's my hang up with it. It's that I need some somebody like some other thing to tell me what to do instead of just to know, oh, I should run around mercy four times like that'll be the and then zip over here. you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, got a, I got an in interesting story about mercy you want to hear this shit because it was hilarious yeah so that's the place that i went to i had a kind of a selfish reason for going towards mercy but um i'll go ahead and explain you explain it I, I grabbed david i was like hey dave man we need to go towards mercy he was like why i was like because it's got a water fountain <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're not gonna so say bumballs, are you? Yeah, so I'm gonna, you already said it. What, what do I have to? While we were drinking in there, some guy comes up and he's like, "Hey, dude, you know bum? The bums wash their balls in that water." <laughs> and then David and I looked at each other and like, "Of course we do. Of course they do. Of course. In fact, that's what I should have done. That would have like totally disarmed. I should have like just dropped chow and washed my balls in the water." That would have been the thing to do. We could have just, that would have actually, as hot as it was, that would have been just as nice. <laughs> it is worth noting for listeners that Olympia was unseasonably hot. So it was. Yes, it was. 98. It was not until Sunday. Sunday was the only time I was like, oh, this is Seattle weather because it was overcast and everything. But other than that, it was hot as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so there, I bet there were some sweaty bald bums that were up in that, that piece, probably minutes before we had any of that water it was just funny because we just felt like i we were trying to i was trying to be smart i was trying to be like yeah go to mercy it's like it's the one right before the and then it's got a water fountain we'll be like the cool guys david and then the guy comes up <laughs> with his dog he's like you know you know what they do with that water right <laughs> but that guy was cool he was awesome and he hung out with us and talked to us until the cop showed up yeah and the dog's name was juno and I think symbolically, uh, so you're going in depth. See, the, the, like Dave started breaking it down. He's like, dude, this guy Will I'm with, he's made a video about dogs and Juno. Right, right. <laughs> and that that came up later again, later, and like all the dogs that we met that whole time had weird names. Huh. You remember? I mean, yeah. we stood up. There was like other individuals who were staying with us, and I think one of them had a, like a dog named Loki or something. It was just loaded conversation after loaded conversation to the point where people were every time we saw a dog, we were like, "Look, another dog." Anyways, we're digressing here because we we're are. still talking about what you think about the top part of the tree. I I I liked the top part of the tree. Very much. I can see why he's drawn to that because it's an estuary. It's where the river meets the sea. Mm -hmm. And so there is a controlled tidal flow to it. And it's right at the base of the Capitol building. It's totally symbolically loaded because the Capitol building is the heart of the state, you know, the state mm -hmm. of the state of being. These are all symbolic things that we're talking about. And so we had a full moon and then, you know, the moon over the heart. It's like the chakras, the Christmas tree. It's all mm -hmm. it's all there. It's all there. So let's talk about the Capitol building because I think the Capitol building is the key. Now, if you look at the tree itself the, to say that there's no no expense spared is retarded thing to say don't you agree with what i'm saying the park is kind of run down it's shoddy um the sephiroths themselves are just like flower pots there's really i mean it's it's in camouflage wouldn't you say but you and i walked to this capitol building so, so, yeah and there is no expense spared there which is Pretty normal. I've been to quite a few capitals, state capitals, and I mean, so like that was the thing, the disarming thing about the Winnipeg Legislative Building is that it really is in your face about this Masonic symbolism. Whereas, mm. you know, in most of the capital buildings, there's a little, there's little symbolic pointers. Everything's symbolic in those buildings, but they're it's just not quite as in your. Well, tell me, what did you notice? Uh, there was like a pan candle sconces or you know, so little things like that where you have which is 
you know, like Olympian Zeus, like just little hints of other hierarchies of power. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like that's the whole place is totally loaded, right? Olympia. I mean, it's called Olympia. It's called Olympia. In Washington State. And the capital is on a big hill above everything. And it's totally decked out Washington. The father of our country is everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's at the base of the tree itself. There's like little winks and nods. That I don't know. I mean... Oh, yeah. he His statue hmm. was the... Hokma? Is that what that is? Chokma? What do they call the the root? No, it's not his statue. His statue is right at. Uh, oh, Malkuth. Mal- yeah. Yeah, Malkuth. Mal Malkuth. And it was interesting. So I guess that's something else that listeners should know. Just watching Alan and David try and deconstruct this, the symbolism of the tree. You know, not to try and take Andras. Well, there's like an ag. Well, that's like what we said. There was like an academic dissection of the tree going on because some of these dudes are well studied and then there was like this real time like from the hip interpretive like aspect of what was happening in the tree at the time like with you meeting your friends and with like other weird events going on as far as like the police and so forth well so that's what's interesting, and that's why Boise was fun, is that right. we had things that we had to get to, but mm-hmm. those weren't what was important. It was the, That was the space to create the space to have meaningful exchanges, mm-hmm. you know? So walking from, from the lower half of the tree to the upper half was a nice big space where we can you know, we had we can fall into those conversations where we can spin out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- so that takes us to, oh, we've covered our morning journey on Friday. So that will lead us to Radio 8 Ball, which is yeah. where you departed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I guess the thing I didn't realize is this was going to be filmed for Andras's web series that is forthcoming. And I guess I didn't realize that you produced another video for this. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, I mean, there was... Did you see the other one? Did you see the other videos that I've done? Because most of what I'm doing for Radio 8 Ball is kind of obscure if you don't know what it is. I mean, I introduced the actor or whoever the celebrity question. Yeah. So Andras tends to use, well, I don't know if tends is, yes, uses, the celebrity guest tends to be some kind of film personality. And therefore you have. Well, they've been music too. I've done the, like the backup band for Big Star, which, which became Big Star, which was originally the Posies. I did Negative Land. Yes. Yeah. So there's been other ones that I've done, but I did David Urie. I, you know, so I also did uh, for this one to just jump to the end. I did Lisa Wilcox. Right. Which was the star of Nightmare on Elm Street, part well, four and five. Okay. So as far as the live show goes, mm-hmm. I mean, there, it's happening in real time, but at the same time, uh, it's being filmed. For the web series, and so with that in mind, if something didn't work, you can try again. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just curious if you like 
there was a time constraint of about 10 o'clock when he mentioned that there was going to be a band playing next door. Mm-hmm. Did everything work out okay? Yeah, everything. It was a, it was a process. Um, you mentioned, you know, how laborious it was to uh, get to the Sync Summit. To me, this was my first Radio 8 Ball, and I don't know what you experienced in the other Radio 8, ball, the other Radio 8 Balls. that you've, you've been to multiples, is that correct, or no? No. You've, this was your first one. Well, in New York, he did an abbreviated version of... Ah, well, this was not an abbreviated version. He we he made us go the whole nine yards, and that's where I gained some respect for Andros. So eight questions. Right. He put he put all Andros is is the process. Like Andros, people think that Andros Jones is trying to be a star off of Radio Eight Ball, and no, he is respecting the ceremony and the process of like getting this bitch done, and it happened. That thing, it we we went full term, <laughs> <laughs> and it was you remember how hot that room was that night because of all the lights and everything that were in there. It heated up quick. Well, and, and so then you Olympia, got the lead. I did. There's not a ton of air conditioning in the Seattle area because they don't need it. And right. so when you have a 90, 90 degree day, it was already hot in there. It was hot. Right, and then the lights at the. But what I I work in a warehouse, and the thing that I've noticed about it is it takes about midday for the place to heat up. Yeah, and it it will be hot for the remainder of the night. But by the time you get there the next day, it will be cool because we were in there for David's video the next day, and it wasn't nearly as hot midday, just as hot. But it was the fact that it had heated up and it had been hot by the end of the day, and then they put these lights in there, and we just cooked. And it wasn't easy. There was people who were dressed up that were melting, and we, he made us. We had there was interruptions <laughs> that What's, turned out to be like serendipitous. Who and, who would whose questions from our group? Who got pulled up on stage? Ooh, well, uh, Patrick Svet got pulled up on stage. Nice. And then, of course, David got pulled up on stage. Oh, nice. And, and that was which was it was weird because David's question, not knowing that he was going to get pulled up, like I think had something to do with making his decision for the switcheroo that we talked about earlier. And and I mean, there was other serendipitous events. There was one dude had who had hackled Andras Jones. The guy who was before this one interrupted, and he actually serendipitously ran into Andros Jones later, and then he became part of the beginning of this show, basically saying, hey, you know, don't mess with this show because this show will pull you in, um, is how he started the show off. Now, I'm paraphrasing totally. But basically, that he's he's uh, North Pacific Weird is a web, a show I think that somehow got wrapped up into the whole Radio Eight Ball thing, and they kind of like partnered up for a second. So he starts the show off and then gets pulled in to one of the questions. Another individual who is I, I guess a big part of the scene. And Olympia, uh, she's uh, like one of the original Riot Girls is how she was introduced. And her name was Nami, I want to say, or Nomi, Nami. Nami Lan, Nomi Lan. Anyways, she gets up and says that she's in- interrupting. She interrupts the show and 
and, you know, speaks her piece and speaks her mind, kind of doing what the guy originally had, you know, warned her about doing. And then she gets pulled into the show. Like she's the next person to ask the question. So it was really interesting how these stories that I'm not doing very good justice to because I don't understand. I just witnessed what happened. Okay, um, let me ask a question then. So do you know anything about the video that was shot and the intention behind that and when it becomes available? That he was he mentioned it as a web series. Is this something we could look for? Well, to? there's other ones out there. Well, there's ones like I said. I'm talking about the David Yuri show, and other ones have been done already. So these if are available you go at- to Radio Eight Ball. Dot com. Is that true? I think I is think that true. Yeah, that's true. There I mean, we we should edit the shit out of this because we should know better. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I haven't gotten my my royalty check for a while from Andros. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um but yeah, I mean there's a, it's a process though. I think that that's the problem we have. With Radio 8 Ball as right. an entity, right? We're at uh, at least, at the very least, 42 minutes at this point, but I'm sure it's over. So with that in mind, we're not going to cut off quite yet because we, we haven't even made it to Saturday or Sunday. I had to go and meet my family at a, a, at a at the actual, the first sink cabin, basically. I mean, that's what it, where I was headed. And I knew that it was a, a long okay. drive, but I had to do it that night and so even though i wanted to stay i launched how long a drive was that well that's what's stupid eight nine it was another laborious process where i just let google guide me and it took me on a mountain pass that i hadn't done before and like once i got into the mountains and i was out of the traffic i was like i don't recognize any of this shit and then i (laughs) (laughs) my google basically at some point i thought i can't trust this i'm too far up in the mountains and so basically my computer took me into the mountains to lose me. You know, it's like, well, of course, the worst that would happen is I'd turn around and go back down to civilization. But And then they had just chip-coded all these roads that I was on. And so I, instead of doing like 50 miles, I, I was supposed to do 35 because there's gravel everywhere. So I, I got in. I think I left – Radio 8 ball. Jesus, man. I know. It's It started at 8. started a little late. I think I must have gotten out of there about 9 p.m. or so, but I got into the cabin at about midnight, I think, or 12.30, somewhere in that neighborhood. I should have gotten there much sooner. And the the route Google what, sent... What, you second-guessed yourself? Oh, <laughs> nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. And so that was, and then I woke up in the mountains, which is always nice. It's better than trying to get up early and driving in traffic. And so this this worked out for mm-hmm. me. But it's too bad because I definitely would. But so anyway, Andros asks the first question. He asked, he got the the answer was the solution. I think, you know, it's like that's it's of course. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of punny. Yeah, <laughs> they all like um. It was really weird because it was hard to understand. I mean, you could understand what they were saying as far as like a regular band goes, um, but they were not like a they were not a terribly melodic band as far as like having ballads. So they would they would have some slow parts. They kind of remind me of like a Day in the Life of the Beatles, where it would be like you're at one tempo and then the tempo would suddenly change. Um, and a lot of people made the comments of, I couldn't understand what all the lyrics were. 
Uh, but it was weird because there was a lot of times where the title itself kind of answered the question. Mm-hmm. And then there would be like a couple of repetitive lyrics or something that people could really grab onto. And then they were like, oh, well, I definitely heard this being said. Okay, so um, after after Radio 8 Ball's over, what, what happens to the group? Does everyone... Shit, man. Oh, I can't even remember. Um, I think that night, after some walking around... No, wait, because that was pretty... I can't remember, man. So was it about 10 when was... the show ended, or did it go beyond 10 o'clock? No, it was almost at exactly 10. It might have been a little bit later. I think after that, you were there for Solomon's That was the night reef, before. Right? So that was Friday night. That was Friday night. So after the tree, we I went think all I went... want to say... So Saturday night, I think, was the pizza. Okay, so, so Saturday thurs- night, Thursday were night you was there Sol- for the pizza? No. Thursday night was Solomon's Reefs. Friday night was Ready Weight Ball until 10, and then what did you guys do? I think that might have been the pizza. Okay. No, Friday night. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't remember where we ate on Friday night. I but after the show, there. you went and had some food. I'm sure. I'm sure. And it was just, I think that after the show, there was like a little bit of a drinking involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like, I, I remember, I remember the morning. Okay, I remember Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. What happens? Um, that was when we basically went down to view, we, we viewed, uh, uh, plates video at around noon, I want to say. So everyone, slow morning. On Saturday, not a yeah, not, it was kind of slow. Not a ton of time before. I mean, you, not really. I mean, we had time to kind of relate to each other, and then there was like a little bit of a double step, and then we we all walked actually separately, I think, down to the studio, and that's when the switcheroo happened. Okay, and the switcheroo um, is for some reason I think we build this yeah. as David Plate showing the Jaws who loved me. Is that what he called it? Right. Which is the well, yeah. He he sunk up 1977 sticks Paradise Theater with Jaws and James Bond. Is that it? Yeah, which is covered in his Renegade series that I, I interviewed him on. Like, if you want to, like, there's a switcheroo where everything that was produced and hyped up to be about Jaws was planned previously to be exchanged between, um. Andras Jones and David Plate, they switched the videos. So they, were, they had initially intended to, to pull, like trick everybody anyways. But what happened was David double-duped him and played another video. Um, so Which originally, was, I think, one that was covered in the Renegade... What, go ahead. What wait, what, where, where'd you guys end up? What did you watch? It, oh, it was the Knight of Cups. With the Knight of Cups with Christian Bale. With Christian Bale, and the and the the soundtrack to this was, it was L.A. Woman by the Doors, I think and that's right. American Prayer by the Doors. Is it, I don't think that L.A. Woman is the name of the album, is it? Oh, maybe it's just is, the I'm, Doors. I'm offended because I'm a Doors fan, but every time I listen to that album, I'm pretty messed up. Let's see. And so how how was that? Uh, well, um, there was a little, little bit of friction between it because it was a double cross of a double cross. Um, and, <laughs> and Andras, uh, the, I don't yeah. know how videos. I, I don't know how I don't know how those videos sh- should be shown. 
And I don't know, like I've had on my own uh, like experience with syncing videos. You know what I mean? Yeah, L.A. Woman from 1971. So he played L.A. Woman and then he played American Prayer. And then I think he, I can't really tell because there was also drinking involved. Whether or not he had to repeat those, I'm sure he did. Okay, but so you guys watch the movie. Like there's conversations. There's friction, and then what happens after? There's not really friction. I mean, to me, they were a good mix because first off, I was like a little bit disoriented. I didn't know what I was watching. Because um, you thought it was I supposed to be Jaws, right? It's like, what is this? Right, but also I didn't know. Like, I kind of left for a second and then got the lowdown on. Like, I went and to go get a beer, talk to Andras Jones. I'm like, what are we watching? Like, <laughs> um, and then Andras was basically like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I haven't so seen I, Night of Cups, but I, I like I like Terrence Malick, but his movies are slow. Like, they're... Well, they are. They're the, the Andras Jones monumentally said a beautiful. To a sleep. Right, but this, the same thing can be said about The Doors, if you think about it. And then this guy's movie, or this, well, this particular movie is very sleepy, but it's also, like, it's, it's L.A. Like, basically, it goes through, um, it, like, basically, it's like, I think that Alan said it best. It's basically... It's 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 Christian Bale going from location to location in L.A. looking for a house to buy. That's what it plays like, especially if you turn off the music, because I have no idea what the fucking movie was about. All I know is it was just like we're we're obviously in L.A. and there's naked women. And then it would be like, well, okay, Christian Bale at the top of a friggin' desolate skyscraper. Like, all the windows beat out. But, hey, the naked women just ran across the, the friggin' screen. And then they're at this club, and now there's, there's women. And then there's, like, um, uh, a house, a nice mansion on the beachfront, and there's naked women. And it was just, like, totally... A video about the doors. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't. I, I probably can't. I can't separate them in my head anymore. So yeah, there is a little bit of friction, but at the same time, certain individuals. The thing that got me was I started talking to the movie because certain things would happen, and I'd be like, "Well, wait, wait, wait." Well, like, it seems stop like it. this kind of thing would be more of a conversation where you have to actively watch, but at the same time. This is what I'm talking about. I don't know how these movies should be viewed. The, the, David stopped the movie and asked me not to talk. Oh, no. He was like, this is, this is a meditation. Oh. But it was because I was being verbose. I'm verbose, and I have a friggin' <laughs> overbearing opinion. I friggin' control conversations, and I'm, like, arguing, like... So I, I understand, like, I respect what David asked for, but also, I mean, I was wanting to Mystery Science 3000 because, like, the shit that was happening was, like, I knew why he played it. And then once I kind of gathered what we were watching and what was going on, it was like, wait a minute, there's extra layers of meaning going on here and wanted to participate, like, wanted to yell at the screen 
And like I said, it was a sleepy movie. It was a sleepy album. These things are true. And we were all tired, but everybody stayed awake. A lot of people stayed right there, parked in that seat. And there was a lot of high fives going on, like people getting what was going on. Like this is Patrick Savek. Was, there was a time where I almost spoke out loud, and Patrick Savek was hitting me because he was like, we were sharing the same wavelength. We got the message. Do you know what I mean? So shit happened. It was legit. The Knight of Cups is a person who is a bringer of ideas, opportunities, and offers. He is constantly bored and in constant need of stimulation, but also artistic and refined. He represents a person who is amiable, intelligent, and full of high principles, but a dreamer who can be easily persuaded or discouraged. Reversed, the card represents unreliability and recklessness. It indicates fraud. Which is, if you look at the movie poster, that's how it is. It's reversed. It indicates um, fraud, false promises, and trickery. It represents a person who has trouble discerning when and where the truth ends and the lie begins. Okay, so why did David play that? What does that mean? Well, I mean, it seems like he's unreliable, doesn't it? He played it in reverse. <laughs> I mean, he, it was a trick. So it is David the Knight of Cups, he or is be... this the Knight of Cups Sync Summit, or what? It, what does it mean in the larger picture of it? Well, I don't know. I don't know if David even wants me to say this, but there's a little bit of extra. I mean, the thing is edited. First, he starts it off with an introducing or introduction. He calls it the Jack of Hearts, is the name of the movie, I believe. And his question had to do with the Jack of Hearts. Um, he says, "Why does the Jack of Hearts getting thrown out?" So he's masking the name of the card anyways. Now, this is what happened, though. There's also like a little bit of a Thelema the jack thing in front. Of, the Jack of Cups and the ball. Knight are the same? I don't know. You, you can ask David. Um, so then at the very end of it, though, there's a little bit of a Fight Club moment. Um, and I'm, I noticed it. I said it out right. Because uh, uh, there's a frame of a man's penis sliced in there. Just for a second, just like, you know, T- Tyler Durden. Do you know what I'm referencing? Yeah. This is in David's film or this is in well, – that's funny. It's in David's film. Did, so David's, David's film. David did, it at the, David did it. Yeah, and it's actually David's penis. Operation Mayhem. Right. There was a, there, there was a bit of – it's weird because now that you say that, I'm like totally sinking on that movie because with Jerry, I mean, when it happened, Jerry's death, and, and then it's it, like right. It was already people running around. What was that that they said in the movie when Meatloaf died? Something about do it for Bob. Well, there was there was other thing. <laughs> name is Robert Palmer. Robert Palmer. What was his name? His name is blah blah. His blah. name was. I said his name over and over. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's actually a meme that's been made. Patrick Savek made this meme of a frame from the video with Natalie Portman kind of hugging Christian Bell, and it says, it was so legit, it wasn't even Jaws. Which, I mean, it was cool because it was like a little bit of discombobulation. You know, a well, lot you're of people, talk- I didn't maybe understand we were excited to see Jaws. Do you know what I mean? And maybe we weren't. Jaws is such a summer film, though. Yeah, maybe, but I mean, we we weren't just watching Jaws. It was like something we didn't know while we were watching it. Like it might not have made sense because I don't know. It's a jam. We were tripping out on the word jam 
on the way to the place. And then we realized later that Jam, if you flip the M over, is Jaws. Like it's all it all has to do with fear. It all has to do with like being scared to do something. I guarantee you David was scared to put that video on, but he overcame his fear and he did it anyways. I mean, I would have been nervous to do that. Hell, his penis was there. I mean, he. it's funny because at the first Sync Summit, when Andy Shmushkin comes on stage, he's like, I'm just going to whip out my penis. And if you really think about it, that's what David did. David just whipped out his penis on stage, did something, you know, despite what he should be doing, and then just walked the fuck off stage. Now, I guess how you interpret that play is up to you as far as, like, if the card's upside down or not, if it's inspiring or if it's a little bit shysty. But I think it's interesting that the poster shows Christian Bale upside down, which is important because it's in reverse. It's the, the Knight of Cups in reverse. Yeah, it is. And, and it's – the moon is so huge. What does that say? A quest. The Knight of Cups. Now I need to see this film. Hmm. And tell me what you think, because I haven't seen it yet. I saw David's version. <laughs> yeah. It's just totally fucking. It starts with an uh, like. It starts with like. Dun 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 dun. And it's like uh, an earthquake. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's like. You you knew you were in L.A. Like if you I didn't know what the film was. Like I hadn't even heard of the film. And it was weird because of course Natalie Portman was in it, and we had been talking about Natalie Portman the whole time. So or I at least I had. I didn't so know it was she like was another. In that. Yeah. That's when I started getting vocal. Yeah, she has a pretty decent role, and I had just right before I had watched Jane got a gun, and my mind was reeling off of that. So when I got there, I was like, "Hey guys, you know I watched this movie and I need to tell some people about it and." Like, the cool thing about mentioning sync in real time is you can say something and people will like, oh, what about this? And you're like, oh, shit. Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His, his name his, is Robert Paulson. His, his name is Robert Paulson. So, like, um, that's the thing. Like, you could bounce stuff off of people and they would respond. So there were so many things that, you know, I was tripping out on that I would say to other people and they would give me these little hidden pieces that I hadn't put together in my head. So it was like, oh, shit. And then David plays this movie where there's like, it's kind of like leading you to talk about Mother Mary and the way that Jim Morrison is talking about, you're thinking about L.A. woman as far as like the sacred whore anyways. And then there's all of these frames, like it's Christian Bale and it's Natalie, in like some kind of church or something and they're showing pictures of Mother Mary and we had just made all of this connection between Natalie Portman and Mary and so it was it was a lot to deal with but only because of the situation we were in like I don't think that I would have sat through that in any other context and that's what made it perfect to me however you know it's on it I really wonder how other people interpreted that like individuals like Andros Jones and stuff who was a little bit double crossed um and tricked but of course we were talking about the trickster the whole time we were talking about tricksters and so it's it makes sense like everything there is a little bit of free choice here Doug I don't think we're a fatalist I think I think that there's a little bit of free choice but I don't think it matters 
matters because if you're the one authoring the story in the end, it'll all make sense. You can choose anything. You can choose any way that you want, but it doesn't matter because all stories find a way of making sense or else they're not even worth telling. And I think that, Doug, that was 42 minutes. And I think you for sharing it with me. And I thank you for coming to Olympia and hanging out with me. (laughs) (laughs) And the the listeners, I thank you because you've been listening to 42 Minutes. This is a production of SyncBook Radio and TheSyncBook.com. For more information about The SyncBook, our guests, check out past shows or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. Please be sure to visit our website at at TheSyncBook.com. If you like this podcast and would like more, consider becoming a SyncBook Plus member. Some of the membership benefits include full access to the complete audio archives, discounts on books, behind-the-scenes scripts, bonus audio and video, as well as seasonal online hangouts with the hosts. All this and more can be found at thesyncbook.com. Thanks so much. I'm going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I don't have an eye because I was scared if I go by the lake there would be like a fucking Cthulhu Pokemon wonder what kind of Pokemon you could have gotten in Olympia Douglas I don't know anyways brother I gotta go to bed you gotta go to bed okay thanks this was fun yes it was you got some editing to do though brother Tell me if you don't have the recordings. Please send me an email. I'm going to go to bed late directly now. Okay. If you send me an email. In the morning, I might be able to send it to you. But if, I mean, maybe I should send it to you. No, just go to bed, but it's fine. No, I'll be home at 2.30 tomorrow. But I know that there's some stuff that this year breaks up a little bit. Well, I did go to
around 